0: All right. I do know what I'm going to play for you. It's a piece I composed and recorded, and it's called Arctic Wolf. Let me say that again. Arctic Wolf. It's hard to say that, actually. Arctic Wolf. CZ here and about the marijuana infused wine um, I know one thing about it and that is I'm on the waiting list for that $69 bottle yo I've I think I've stumbled upon a conundrum What's that <laughs> Well first I'm old enough to use the word conundrum um but You know, as we're doing the show and as the evening progresses and we're winding down, so to speak, you know, bringing the energy level down, Uh all mellow-like, most of our current listeners, I believe, are, like, just waking up.
1: Oh, yes. Yeah.
0: So this might actually be kind of just semantically... Is that a word semantically. A word. Yes. It's a word. I don't know if it's the right word. But this just you know, our show may be semantically challenging for those trying to wake up. Of course if they listen from the beginning, then that'll be fine,
2: but Yeah, I think that's the idea. You're supposed to listen from the beginning.
0: Oh, okay. Well, if you're catching it just from here and it's morning time for you, then you might want to go to the beginning. Mm-hmm. We're kind of winding down. All right. Hey, thanks for listening. Integrity Radio. Good night. I have one more for them. Yeah? Yeah, I have one more song I'm going to play for them. Because if you are, from some of my suspicions, listening to this in the morning or in the middle of the day, Um, This is for you folks, specifically, is something that I uh, wrote and recorded called Stomp. Man, just when I was praising the joys of parenting, we get a phone call after 1 a.m. in the morning that the middle child has snuck out of his room, his dorm room at camp, and is now being kicked out of camp. God. We've picked him up, and, uh, uh yes, joys of parenting. Integrity Radio.
2: What's up? See over there at Integrity Radio. It's the real Kurd Smock. I finally got time to take a look at that it. Leibit? it. Leibay? I got to look at his experiment. Um, and I'm probably going to be sending you more than one call in. But my bottom line on it, my overall impression was like, oh my God, what a joke. I mean, that experiment just seems so insufficient to like, it's just, there's so many logistical issues and yet, and then the conclusions, that we just don't have free will like because that's what the brain does. Like that, I don't get it. I just, I have just, I'm gonna dig into it more, but crazy. So I called in a bunch of times, tried to get him sent. I think anchor bugged out. I don't I think that last one was the first one you got. So I'm gonna piggyback off of that. Um so the idea is to voluntarily move and then the um register the what happens in the brain, like when the brain commences that activity versus when you move it. And those are the real measurable components. The moment of movement and the firing of the brain in that area that controls movement, right? Then there's the perception of time when the person says that they're consciously able or that they're consciously deciding to move. And that, that third component, is where the whole darn thing falls apart in my mind. Now, I know I'm writing it off, but just correct me where I'm wrong, because I acknowledge I could be. I didn't spend more than 30 minutes.
0: Hey, everybody. Um, the real Kurt Smock. You know, go over, if you're interested in the topic that you just heard about, um, which is uh, Kurt's take on the Lebets experiment. Um, he has a rather lengthy, um, but thoughtful, um, uh, treaties, <laughs> segments on, on it and check out his station, uh, over there. And I'm going to, um, reply to these statements and, um, hopefully, uh, they'll make sense to you, uh, even if you haven't, um heard Kurt's statements, but, um, I encourage you to check out his statements and then you'll really be able to understand, uh, the nature of the conversation, but Lebet's experiment. And yes, how do you say Lebet? Is it Lebet? Is it Libet? Is it Libet? So, uh, yeah, I'm with you there, buddy. I don't, I don't know. Um, And church, wow, I didn't, uh, you know, you just never know, you never know. Most people assume that I am a Christian, um, especially after talking to me for long periods of time, um, and are surprised to find out that, uh, you know, I, I am not a man of faith. Um... However, I am a lover of faith and lover of spirituality and many people say I don't know what I'm talking about, that I am a spiritual being or that I'm the most spiritual being that they uh have ever met. And then I ask them, Okay, well what does that mean? What does spirit mean? You know so uh anyway let's steer away from that because that is a whole nother topic of discussion and one that i think uh deserves respect Lebets experiment uh i am not a scientist but um i'm scientific literate i would say um my wife is uh, she's a mathematician and computer scientist, uh, so you know I can always throw numbers at her <laughs> um, but yeah I, I'm just a fan of science a fan of logic and um, a fan of uh, art okay so science doesn't follow bias It starts with a subjective subjective hypothesis, and then it works to move on to objective theory. (laughs) Which (laughs) Which, for subjective purposes, we call fact, right? Theory is fact can theories be improved upon yes Can theories be disproved i i I don't know if that would be true unless of course you're talking about quantum theories but even yet equal equals mc squared doesn't disqualify newton's uh mass times acceleration equals force It just turns out there's more to it. But your conclusion or your assessment of Lebets' experiment um, wasn't correct or not, (laughs) not in relation to how I see the experiment. Um, So to recap, uh, you're saying that, hmm. I'm not going to recap that would, that would, would, that would take up more time than I have time for on this particular segment. So I'm going to uh, continue it on. This is more like an intro to the massive mega reply to my buddy, the real Scott, or the, oh man, my brain has stopped working. Okay. Reboot. Be right back. Onwards and forwards with Kurt's response, or uh, yeah, no, Kurt's take on Lebed's experiment. Try to use those big five-dollar words, but they just keep making me stumble. All right, Kurt, it's my assessment that you didn't um, you didn't walk away with the correct um, findings. No, the body was telling the brain what was going on. That was the whole thing. The body was telling the brain. Uh, prior to this, we felt that the brain was the main processing that, uh, center, that nothing happened until the brain told us, uh, or the brain told the body what to do. And so the significance of this experiment was that no, We don't tell, our brains don't necessarily tell our bodies what to do. Yes, our brains do tell our bodies what to do, but not as much as we thought. In other words, we do things without thinking about them, duh, right? So we just needed to confirm that with science, and philosophy wouldn't have done it, Uh, 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 only psychology. Only the science of cognitive psychology could have done this. Now, a lot of people try to turn these things into theology matters, but, you know, whatever these findings are, they don't step on the toes of the believers. They shouldn't step on the toes of God Um, simply because uh, if, you know, uh, the theologists or the believers could simply say that, well, God is the agent, right? So this would be a perfect time for believers to step in and say, aha, God is the agent and we are not the thinker of our thoughts and we are not the mover of, uh, you know, and I understand how this, uh, is problematic with, um, Christianity and free will, right? Because God gives us free will. I understand all that, but let's kind of set that aside now before i s- i don't want to skip over this you're talking about latency now we may not be able to get to absolute zero but man are we close i mean we certainly are closer in our measuring ability with atomic clocks and all that um to really measure an amazing small increments right i mean it can measure the increment between the time it takes for uh, me to see you from three feet away. And that takes time because, you know, light takes uh, time to travel. So it actually takes time. We can actually uh, measure that. So our our uh, latency is good enough. We don't need that. Uh, and, you know, zero is a whole other issue as well, isn't it? But again if we didn't have this latency issue uh, figured out then we wouldn't have our cell phones we wouldn't have satellites we wouldn't have uh, you know the stuff that we got so what this experiment did was it gave us some uh, uh, some proof of a basic assumption that sometimes we do things without thinking in other words without the brains involvement So, and uh, regarding mind, you use the term mind, when we're going to get into these sort of things, then we can't really use the terms, ambiguous terms such as mind. Uh, No one has yet proved the concept of a mind. There is a brain. Um, oh, we're getting that. Okay. Pain management. You mentioned pain pain management, something regarding pain. Um, yeah, I'm one of those people, uh, that, uh, does pain management and, uh, just carries on, you know, as a normal person, um, without the drugs and all that. Uh, and geez, I think we're going to have to go to one more. So this is actually going to be like a three part. And even more if you count uh, Kurt's thing. Boy, oh boy, they are getting a lot of work done today. All right, um, I'll wrap it up in the next segment. And Kurt, thank you so much. Uh, Yeah, (laughs) you know what I mean. All right, this is part three of Z and Kurt on Labette. LeBet Lebet and his findings and uh, all right let's get right to it as I was saying proof is in the basic assumption right Uh, the uh, uh, our basic assumption that we sometimes do things without using our brain well we wanted to prove that and LeBet's experiments was able to measure that Um, now in my assessment I'm not a scientist but from what I hear and from what I can assess, there is no brain or there is no mind. No, there is a brain, there is no mind. Okay, and pain management, that's something that, uh, you know, you have to do with your brain, right? Uh, and, and, and I do, so I, I, I'm not asking, I'm telling you, I do pain management with my brain. Uh, that's an important thing, it allows me to speak nicely to people. Uh, and the last point, correct, regarding unconscious brain, uh, I just, <laughs> I took notes here, your last point is correct, regarding the unconscious brain, okay, uh, but the brain does not time travel, though, again, that is a, uh, a, a false, um, assessment of LeBet's experiment. Yes, there were, other people have felt that, oh, then there's the brain time travels. No, 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 no. Uh, The body tells the brain what to do. And then the brain tells the body what to do. It's a two-way street. However, almost most of what we do is unconscious, so that's where that's coming from. That's how that's, and it's not coming from the brain, it's not coming from a de- delay from the brain, it comes from body memory, muscle memory. So it turns out that the brain isn't the only processing center of memory, um, and this, of course, is. It's sort of an intuitive thing, you know, somebody gets their hand cut off and they still feel their hand moving, although it's separate. So um, these phenomena are now we understand what's going on through Libet's experiment. I think if you don't understand Libet's experiment and what it was trying to um, show, then it's very easy to get carried away with the wrong conclusions. And science has no conclusion, it just has findings, right? We're just trying to find out how something works, yeah. And you know, philosophy, um, psychology was born out of philosophy, but guess what? Science and great science has to use not philosophy. But psychology, the science of psychology, in order to make any progressions. And uh, anyway, those are my additions to that. That's not the <laughs> findings of of, of Lebet, or Lebet. I, I want to say Lebet just to sound sound really, uh, you know, Euro centric. And of course, there's the issue of framing the question improperly is there free will man a lot of money has been made off of that right well okay limited free will or limit free will is called limited choice or or free will should really be called I'm saying this all wrong free will should be called limited choice right we don't have free will meaning I mean we simply don't we're gonna live we're gonna die all right But within that framework, we have some, uh, we're offered choices and we get to make choices. This is not free will. And our morality comes from our will to live well. No one religion has a monopoly on morality. Morality comes from our basic desire to live well. Which isn't even exclusive of our species. Integrity Radio. Let me speak a bit on religion, shall I? Yes. I was raised Christian. Methodist. Baptist. But predominantly Catholic. I consider myself... On a base level, a spiritual person. However, uh, that comes with a a big but. (laughs) My sense of spirituality is geared towards discovery and exploration. And caring. But there's something really important I want to say regarding my thoughts on religion and spirituality, and they're intrinsically connected. So please don't try to separate the two. I'm tired of that argument. That's what you think. That's fine. But, uh, you know, I've had that argument too many times. Belief and understanding. It's really just a matter of that. There's belief and then there's understanding. That's why they call it, are you a person of faith? Well, I am a person of understanding. I'm constantly trying to understand. And uh, I don't throw things to faith. Now, that doesn't mean I don't use faith. I I have to use faith. It's uh, sort of ingrained in our uh, biology. However, there are... There, There is a distinct difference between believing something and understanding something. And I don't think anyone could really argue with me on this. You could say that belief is trust in the unknown. I, I'm not going to say that, but you could say it. Now, here's the thing about belief that's kind of different from understanding. And that is this. It's rather you believe something or you don't. You can't make yourself believe something, because that's the act of understanding, and you're now you're convoluting the process. <laughs> Again, I think faith is important, and faith has a use and a purpose. But for God's sakes, if we have the luxury, then. Should we not try to understand as much as we can? And therein lies a great paradox in Christianity. The Lord says, uh, you know, beware the tree of knowledge, you know, try to try to sway you from knowledge. Why? Because God knows better. And who is God? What is God? Which God? To me, it seems the perfect tool to keep people in disarray. They don't even care what God, as long as you believe in a God, then you are malleable. You'll accept the indoctrination. You'll accept the great convolution. And again, it sounds like I'm talking that down, but it's our brain's ability to do that that allows us to do great abstract mathematics and, of course, great works of art and music and philosophy. After rejecting the premise of a God, a deity, I started to wonder, why is it that Americans, like probably 80% of us, worship a Middle Eastern Messiah? Very strange. I mean, given our European roots, why not Celtic or... uh, I don't know, Norse or something. (laughs) I know, they're probably the same damn thing. Hold on. Belief and understanding are usually incomparable. Integrity Radio.
2: So... To wrap it up, because I do need more time, and I can't tell, it's not telling me whether these call-ins are being submitted or not, I'm just going to add a segment over on my channel. You can feel free to echo that as a call-in, or because it's kind of what I'm trying to accomplish. And um, yeah, and then that, that'll that be kind of where you can get my, my feedback there on the on the Libit Experiment on Free Will.
0: There's my Starbucks revelation. And that is, I have a love-hate relationship with this place. Yeah, places like this and McDonald's and Costco, and Walmart. And that, I, this, this is where it comes from. When I have little to no money Uh, these places are a godsend, but when I have money to spend, God, I loathe these places. They just, they lack any soul. (laughs) Integrity Radio. Yo, Integrity Radio.
2: This is Chad Sifu.
0: And Kung Fu Dog Bodhi. And the Kung Fu Dog just wants to say, um, he really likes your music. Chat out. This is kind of turning into the, uh, God segment. Yeah, I think so. This is the God segment. The God episode. You know, when Randy is asked, do you believe in God, he... Replies. Which one? When someone asks me if I believe in God, I have a stock answer, and it is this: It's not that I don't believe in the existence of God. I just don't believe in her. Minnowcombegan or whatever that snaring cymbal sound is called. Randy told me it was Minnowcombegan. Then when I asked him about it later. He pretended like he didn't even know what I was talking about. And he's the one that told me that. Menachem Begin. <laughs> By the way, next month is the Amazing Randy's birthday and he's going to be 173 years old. Incredible. You know, you rather believe something or you don't. Uh, you know, you, and, and when you try to understand something, it sort of decreases the need to believe in something and I think it takes a lot of understanding to get to the point where you don't believe in a guy up in the sky that is uh, caring about you and all the things that you do or as I like to say God which is not a man or a female so it's a no thing so there's a nothing up in the sky that cares about you and everything that you do You see, I mean, logic, I'm just having a hard time with it. I can't follow the belief anymore. I have for many, many years, trust me. (sighs) But I know if you are a Christian, then a good Christian's job is to uh, save his fellow fellow human beings. So um, I get that. And if you have any logic that... uh, could bring me back to Jesus, the Lord, God. (laughs) Let's hear it. But if it's the same old dribble, don't bother. It'll just be messy and icky and all that. All right. But uh, hey, I still say God bless and all that. Yeah, and God forbid. And I still use the vernacular. Well, hell yeah. In fact, one of my favorite jokes... What is heck? What is heck? Heck is where you go when you don't believe in gosh. (laughs) There you go. Hey, Travis, I hope you're feeling better. If you're hearing this, I hope you're feeling better. Integrity Radio.
2: So when people ask me if a god created the universe... I tell them that the question itself makes no sense. Time didn't
0: exist before the Big Bang. So there is no time for God to make the universe in. It's like asking for directions to the edge of the Earth. The Earth is a sphere, it
2: doesn't have an edge. So looking for it is a futile exercise. We are each free Free to to believe. believe what we want. And it's my view that the simplest explanation is, there is no God.
0: No one created the universe, and no one directs our fate. This leads me to a profound realization. There is probably no heaven, and no
1: afterlife either we have this one life to appreciate the grand design of the universe
0: and for that I am extremely grateful
1: as you may have heard from watching this program or just being alive on this planet some people believe that Jesus Christ was literally the son of God and uh, a, a completely uh, Holy and omnipotent and omniscient person, and uh, 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 they worship Jesus Christ. Others believe that while there was a historical Jesus, Jesus was not the Son of God and was not endowed with all of these uh, powers that to some are indistinguishable from magic or sorcery. But there's actually a new wave of uh, academic thought. That is questioning whether the historical Jesus even existed. There is uh, a very, very interesting book by David Fitzgerald, who's author of Nailed 10 Christian Myths that show Jesus never existed at all. And there's this growing movement, and it's still not a large movement, but it is certainly growing, which suggests that actually we don't really know much at all about Jesus' existence, even as an individual and here's some of the ideas that are presented in this book and by some of these scholars number one there is no first century secular evidence whatsoever to support the actuality of Yeshua Ben Yosef, also known as Jesus Christ number two the earliest New Testament writers seem ignorant of the details of Jesus's life which later become more crystallized in religious texts and the thought being If the historians at the time didn't have any details about Jesus should we not be suspect of later stories about Jesus's life written in a religious context in other words what are those based on given the fact that those individuals did not live at the same time as when Jesus supposedly did number three even the New Testament stories about Jesus do not claim to be first-hand accounts number four the Gospels our only accounts of the historical Jesus contradict each other that's certainly not an unusual thing as we see the Bible constantly contradicting each other and number five modern scholars who claim to have uncovered the real historical Jesus depict wildly different persons yet another incarnation Lewis, of the constant conflict between the different reports about the historical Jesus so I think it's an interesting conversation to have Putting aside was Jesus the Son of God or not, a lot of the 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 more um, ambiguous claims about Jesus are based on what is presumably a rock hard foundation of the historical Jesus, and even that now Lewis is starting to be increasingly questioned. Can we ever really know? Uh, I mean that the New Testament wasn't written until something like two hundred years after the events that it depicts, right? right. Uh, I mean, uh, I, I feel like it's maybe, sure, it's interesting to ask these questions, but I, I feel like it's impossible to know at this point unless he comes back and tells us all about himself. Uh, we'll never know. I would remind everyone of a quote from Carl Sagan You can't convince a believer of anything, for their belief is not based on evidence, it's based on a deep seated need to believe. And I think that that uh, really kind of just sums this up and leaves us with very little more to say.
0: Asking what would art and philosophy be without religion is like asking what jazz music would be without heroin. I think what I'm trying to say about belief is it's not my fault. It's not my fault that I can or can't believe. You just believe in what you believe. It's not your fault that you believe in what you believe. It's not my fault that I believe or don't believe. That's the nature of belief. It's it's not really a thing that you can control. Only your understanding you can control. So, I think we need to kind of give each other some room. In that respect it just may be that my life would be improved if i were a believer or a man of faith as they say but i don't think so so there i am exercising that very limited amount of free will or what i like to call limited choice And I think it would be rather dubious if someone were to advise me to develop my beliefs. And I sure do wish this nonsense of in-grouping would stop regarding if you believe or don't believe. On both sides. As my buddy Mitch Kale would say, the difference between a believer and a non-believer is about one hour a week. Like our Catholic Pope, he states that he understands and acknowledges evolution. And he also believes in God. I'm good with that. And I also think that as long as we can keep an open discourse of communication That there would be a lot less strife and a lot less division in humanity. Z here with an Integrity Radio Quizlet, I guess. It could be a Quizlet, yeah, why not? What is the fastest growing religion? Well, that's kind of a trick Quizlet question, because the fastest growing religion is actually no religion. That's right. More and more people are affiliating with not affiliating. That's your Integrity Radio Factoid Quizlet. uh, I don't know, whatever you want to call it. Hey guys, it's Chris, DJ Knowledge in Connecticut. Uh, Thanks for stopping by the station and showing a little love. Uh, Thoroughly enjoy your show as well. Have a great week. Okay, one last thing on this. If belief is not optional, if you can follow that premise that belief is not optional, then belief is not an element of free will. Hey, thank you for listening, and it's been a, hmm, a deep, for some I would say, a deep day of segments. (laughs) And as always, I do hope that I have not needlessly offended anyone, and I guess we all need reminders, so hey, if you like what you're hearing, favorite, share it, and all that jazzy stuff. And if you just can't get enough, you can always go to www.cfoz.com You can hear my music at soundcloud.com slash for dogs. And, of course, Ronnie makes really cool stuff for cats and dogs at doggles.com. Thank you all again for listening and your participation It's really awesome. And I promise tomorrow we'll uh, try to lighten up the episode a bit. Okay, Integrity Radio.